welcome back to the Wits Up podcast. Uh, I always feel like I need to put a little uh, welcome back, that kind of uh, tone to my voice. Would you call it tone? I'm not too sure. But it reminds me of this time that uh, my friend and I were just messing around, uh, much to the displeasure of Brett, who typically wants us to get home, but we were enjoying too many G's and T's and just shooting the shit. And she had said, uh, let's just talk like we're pilots for the rest of the evening. So our entire conversation would be, and so I'll be heading to the kitchen now to uh, get you a new gin and tonic. And my reply, of course, would be, and that sounds fantastic. I will be uh, strapping in for a fabulous gin and tonic. Very refreshing. Uh, and I expect that to be landing in my hand in just a few moments. You get what I mean? Anyway, so I always feel like the introductions needs to be that kind of, I don't know. Whoo, spot the person who is uh, living on minimal sleep. Actually, I think you could point to anyone at the moment who's probably living on minimal uh, sleep uh, based to, I guess, the world that we live in at the moment. It's a bit of a strange place. Uh, I'm not going to get too stuck into the coronavirus uh, on the podcast, mainly because uh, there's plenty of noise out there about what is happening in the world right now. And I'd love for this to be, uh, I guess, a space uh, for you guys to enjoy our chat with professional triathletes uh, for the majority of the time. Plus, we've got a few experts coming up on the podcast schedule. Uh, and obviously, this one is our chat with Holly Lawrence. So I'm going to get stuck into it after a little bit of uh, verbal diarrhea from your good host here uh, in the pilot seat. Uh, Before we get stuck in, please, 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 especially now, if you do have a little bit of pocket money and you can afford something as little as $5 a month to help support what we are doing here with Wits Up. Please head to our Patreon page. It is www. I don't even think you need to put that in there anymore. Uh, everyone knows what the World Wide Web is. Patreon, P A T R E O N, backslash Wits Up. Choose what kind of level of membership or support you would love to give us uh, and help us out so that we can survive and continue to bring you some great content, of which we've got a lot planned in the coming weeks and months. All right, let's get stuck into our chat with Holly Lawrence that I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know her a bit better. Holly Lawrence, welcome to the Wits Up podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> I think I think it's fair to say uh, currently in today's climate, you've you've got a bit of time uh, up your sleeve. Yeah, I mean, I think it was my record um, ever fastest reply to you today, and you were like, "Wow, that's that's not like you." Um, Yep. Yeah, and it was just nice to have someone to talk to scheduled, like not seeing as many people and uh, a little bit of cabin fever. So, uh, yeah, it's appreciated. Uh, well, you are welcome. And we've both uh, cracked open a bottle of wine and are enjoying a glass of red at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Virtual drinking partners. I like it. Yeah. Um, now, speaking, we were just chatting offline uh, just then. 
we're not we're not going to harp on about the coronavirus uh, because there, there's a lot of noise out there at the moment, and I'd love to keep this space clear for what we do best, which is just chatting to people and getting to know them a bit better, and then leave that space open for the experts to get the information out there. Uh, that's kind of my thoughts on this. However, I do just want to check in and see how you are coping with everything. Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, the the biggest thing for the last couple of days is me kind of tuning out the news because it was just getting too much. Mm. You're keeping on, you know, track of everything coming out and it feels like you're in a movie, like this can't be real. Like we suddenly have yeah. like all the restaurants and everything shut. And even I don't go out to restaurants that very, very much. It doesn't really affect me that much, but it's just, and like the hysteria around it and going to a supermarket is suddenly, you know, crazy. You feel like you're in war times and, People are snatching mm. at the last things and there's a toilet roll shortage. And um, yeah, it's just like unheard of. I've never experienced anything like it. So it's been a bit crazy, but for the most part, like training hasn't changed for me. So it's like, I'm just like clinging onto that normalcy. And um, yeah. so I'm pretty lucky so far, but I'm sure, you know, we're, we've got races canceled and things. So it's going to be like a crazy ride, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all in it. So and that, I think that's the thing uh, that we have to just keep coming back to, that we are all in this together, uh, whether yeah. you're a professional triathlete or what, what I'm doing or, or, or whatever. We, we're in it together. We're, we're all taking it. It's so cliched, but we're, we're all taking it day by day to figure out what's going to happen next, and I think that's all we can really do. Yeah, and you kind of feel a sense of that you are in it together. Like even I was out on my bike earlier and there's more people outside I feel like they're all getting outside to, you know, they need that time to feel like they're mm. doing something or what, you know, and like there's these like knowing smiles and nods to each other, which is kind of nice because you feel like it's just so not the norm, but you, you do kind of feel it just even with these strangers that you're in it together, which is mm. kind of nice. Yeah. And so where are you guys at at the moment? The city isn't in lockdown per se or... No, so we're in Santa Monica, um, in the Bay Bay Area, San Francisco, they're like totally in lockdown. And I think they're like, mm. it's called a shelter. So you have to be indoors and we're not at that point. Um, we just have the whole social distancing being six feet yep. apart or whatever and limiting time outside or, you know, doing anything and all restaurants, bars, everything like that shuts. But, but I can still train as normal and, um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it is right now. How is it in Australia? Uh, I think we, we're we like a little bit behind. Um, okay. You guys, I don't know, like maybe maybe a week or something. Um, you were ahead in the but... toilet roll shortage. I heard that. Yeah. that I think that was <laughs> think blurred. It... Like people learned like that was the thing. That was what we needed yeah. to get through this. And then like it came over here. Like even <laughs> my running friend – he was like, I can't, I can't get toilet roll anywhere. And so I had to drive, drive down and drop toilet roll off at his. And I'm like, I got you. <laughs> it, it's the weirdest thing. It's just it, like, that is the perfect example of a virus and not, not a, um, like a medical <laughs> virus, like just of that social media. If we didn't have social media, that would never have happened. Yeah. Ever. It's, no, oh, that it's was bizarre. It's like, yeah, oh, is that what we need? But I've seen so many memes like making light of it of people hiding oh behind God. like toilet roll, like 
barriers and barricades. <laughs> and like, oh, man. Know. we If we don't laugh about it, we will all cry. So I think oh, we definitely totally. have to take the piss. Yeah. yeah. I was chatting to my gran the other day, just, just checking in because she's, oh. you know, no, but she's just so old school. She's mid eighties. She's been through I don't know one of the wars, um, if not several. I, I I'm not yeah. really good with history. Um, and her, her, her response was, yeah, no, she's probably told absolutely. You. Well, she probably has, yeah. But there's zero yeah. chance of her listening because uh, yeah, she's yeah. still got. Do you know what though? She's on Facebook and she can she can read stuff on Facebook. That's pretty impressive that she writes messages on Facebook. She doesn't know the difference between a private message and oh, a public my message. So that's like that. They send things <laughs> publicly, and I'm like, Granddad, you can't do that. I'm gonna have to unfriend you. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine that unfriending your own grandparents. Oh, oh god! I just say geez. a virus. Hat to a computer. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but anyway so Graham was like no the whole toilet paper thing just do what we did in the war and use newspaper and I was just like I don't I don't really have the heart to tell you that people don't really get the news like we'd all be wiping our asses with iPhones and stuff if we would you know that's how we read news you'd have to purposely buy a newspaper for that sole purpose (laughs) which defeats the object because you'd just be buying toilet paper oh very funny but yeah, I didn't. I didn't go down that track with her. Yeah. I'm not sure she'd fully understand. No, uh, or appreciate uh, that you aren't going out and buying a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Uh, glad to hear that things are actually. The one thing I did actually want to ask you is how how are you coping with um, not necessarily races being cancelled because it's a loss of income, even though I know that that you know that is a very serious part of a pro triathlete's um, earning capacity. But what about the, the the psychology behind not having a specific goal to be working towards? How, how are you coping with that? Yeah, I mean, so far it's like unknown. The first, the only race that is officially being taken off the calendar is Oceanside, which is only like three mm-hmm. weeks away, which I was kind of going to yeah. be underdone for anyway. So right now I'm kind right. of like, okay, well, it just gives me more time. I'm just training as usual. But kind of like shifting into kind of winter mode a little bit to the fact now I can drink wine. I can, <laughs> I'm getting more chocolate and I ordered candy online. Like, because I'm like, there's, there's more time. So I'm just going to, you know, make this as enjoyable as possible, knowing that races are kind of being pushed back, but not really changing anything and still kind of right. going out training hard being proud of my effort and controlling the things I can do and like my week is the same I feel like I'm clinging to that like the weekly like normal schedule that just like okay this is this is familiar with all the chaos going on yeah good one control the controllables I think is definitely key yeah for sure when you say candy what does that mean um kind of anything but like so there's a Swedish candy store in LA and that's like pick and mix that you go in and which I'm like okay that's off the table now so I ordered it (laughs) online um which I don't know if it's any better but because maybe someone's putting it into that I don't know but anyway it's (laughs) It's going to come in a box. So. Uh, <laughs> I've just got small it. children going in with their grubby hands and picking and mixing for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
double dipping and trying oh, God. <laughs> no uh but is candy like so th- it means different things in different parts oh, of the world it's your so, lollies like just yeah, any okay like, sweets non-chocolate sweets non yeah. not yeah i mean i love chocolates too but like the jelly kind of like gummy gummy candy you know yeah okay and is it so is candy different in because for anyone who's listening who's unaware you are not american um no i'm not i I get it a lot that i'm really american yeah well i can't really say i'm gonna say it anyway (laughs) here we we go first first edit of the podcast the bahrain team recently which is obviously my team i've been with them for how many years i think it was last year they put me with the background of an american flag and I'm oh, like, no. you, you, you of all people know I'm not American. I, I didn't, obviously, I don't know what happened, but, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I can jump either side. Like if, if shit's going on in the UK and then I'm like, well, I live in America and, you know, if, you know, I can just pick and choose. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But British candy is better generally or Swedish. Swedish candy is also amazing. Mm, good to know. I haven't thought about. Yeah. I haven't even thought of Sweden to be a candy capital of the world. Is that what oh, you're calling it? I think God. that's what you're calling it. I think it is, honestly. So <laughs> when I went to Denmark this year um, for the Elsinore race, so I stayed in Copenhagen one night, and I was checking into the hotel, and they had like the most amazing candy just like at the hotel like check in. And I was yeah. like, whoa, where's this from? This is amazing. Like, and they had so many different kinds. And then the guy behind the desk like saw me like, you know, freaking out over this candy. And he like wrote me <laughs> these candy shops to check out. And they were like, honestly, huge stores, wall to wall of just like pick and mix, mix your own candy. And I've never seen anything like it. And I was literally wow. going like candy store to candy store because I carbo-loaded <laughs> candy. I don't know if you know that. I do not. Like, I weigh it out. Like, it's it's a scientific, oh like, process. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't eat pasta or rice or anything before a race, like, which everyone else is, like, carving up on. I have a three-day protocol of carbo-loading purely with candy, and I love it. it how, so how do you avoid, like, the sugar spike? Well, you I eat it, like, keep, keep straight it. after <laughs> training. Like, so when I'm doing my, like, run – or my like ride and my race prep stuff like the three days before I have it like straight after when you're like really insulin sensitive yep wow I like it and it and you're not bloated you feel good and I really look forward to race week yeah I bet I would too and it may be something that I uh put back into my training program once I start racing yeah I mean my teeth kind of hurt like the week after a race but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'll, Actually, I'll figure that out later in life. Yeah, you've got what you are you 30? 31, 30. I know. I turned 30 this year. Yeah, so very recently yeah. 30. Yeah, you got plenty yeah. of time to worry about your teeth. That's all good. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we it was actually, a, it was a um, big day. It was a big day. Turning 30, going, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what makes you say that? I, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like you you think that you're going to have a lot of life kind of figured out by the age of 30 and 
when oh. I was, you know, 20, I was like, I'll have a kid, I'll, you know, be whatever at the age of 30. And then that comes along, you're like, wow, I'm old now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. When I was much younger, I used to think that 30 was, you know, like that, that kind of age where you really had your shit together and you were yeah. stepping into that next phase of your life and adulting really hard. And I can tell you at the age of 38, I'm still nowhere near that. I mean, I've had a kid, but probably not any more responsible than what I was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've kept I her mean, alive, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big achievement. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so so on my it- 29th birthday, two people, two different people told me I should freeze my eggs. And I'd never even thought oh about it. I know. And and at that time, I was like, fuck you. And I was so mad. Yep. And then yep. and then, like six months later, I was like, no, I'm a big girl. On my 30th birthday, I'll gift myself freezing my eggs. And then I realized what was involved. And I'm like, fuck that. I've got loads of time. <laughs> <laughs> that is fascinating because someone said the same. It wasn't on my 30th birthday. Uh, but uh, someone said the same thing to me uh, a few years ago that I should consider freezing my eggs in case I wanted kids. And at that point in time, I didn't. I could say that I didn't have that urge to have kids. But yeah. I was I, – I, I reacted exactly the same as was really offended, um, mm. may have said fuck you as well. Um, and it, But then it, like, it made me feel really guilty because I was like, well, what if I get to that point and I, do, I should have done it? But at that point in time, I didn't have – whatever it was, five grand or 10 grand to be able to go to pay for the process. So yeah. I kind of just fell back on the whole, do you know what? It's one of those things that I'm just going to have to play it by ear. If down the track I want kids, I am just going to have to see what happens and deal with it then because, I, you know, I, I can't plan for all of the what-ifs in the world. That's That was how yeah. I sort of approached it in the end. Yeah, that's full on, hey. I know, and there's so many... Like, you know, I've got so many friends who are ex-athletes or still athletes that are later in life having kids. So you're like, oh, there really is no real rush. But I hate when people put that into you. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. At our wedding, um, I pretty much said as part of my wedding speech that if anyone asks us about having kids, they'll be asked to leave the reception. <laughs> uh, yeah, shut everyone up. Yeah. That's good. You know what people are like, you know. Oh, so you yeah. you start seeing someone, when, oh, when's, when are you getting married? And it's just like, oh, calm down. Let me figure out this part of my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, let, let's, let's wind the clock back. You were born where? In the UK, in Hammersworth. Where, where does Wales creep into this because you okay, represented yeah. Wales at comp? Yeah. So, and I'm the first to admit, I get very confused between UK, Great Britain, Wales, North Ireland, Southern Ireland, every, like everything yeah. is confusing. So I uh, was born in England, lived in England until I went to university and I went to university for triathlon in, oh God, I don't, I don't even know what year it was. Um, but I was in Swansea in Wales for six years and it's after six years you can be Welsh by residency. Um, ah. So that's that's the Welsh thing. So I'm not like – I wasn't like born and bred in Wales, 
but I found kind of triathlon in Wales and I've lived there for like you know the whole time I was doing triathlon and and before moving to the states I was you know headset on living in Wales for the rest of my life bar the yeah, right. gloomy weather but I mean it's a beautiful <laughs> place and and like on yeah. a sunny day it's you know it could be anywhere in the world I, it's so beautiful and I live like right off the beach and like there's just amazing facilities amazing training there but the weather can just be grim yeah but yeah I, Sorry. I, I still yeah. get it now people saying oh am I Welsh and I'm like oh well not really and yeah <laughs> well because Welsh I mean Welsh people tend to have a I can't pick up any Welsh accent uh when you talk you can't so I was like, oh no oh I thought you meant you couldn't detect a Welsh accent from a Welsh person I was like wow no that's oh, like yeah no I can yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah like all right boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god don't don't say that <laughs> Wait, what did you actually just say? All, all right, what? Well, they say like boyo, like they have like weird words. But I can say, so I can say hello. I live in Swansea. Body da roinbu in Abitawe. That's hello. It's I live impressive. in Swansea in Welsh. No, Bonnie it's not. Da- if that's the only phrase I learned of Welsh in the whole time <laughs> I lived there, I really shouldn't say anymore. <laughs> No, keep saying this well. is brilliant. Keep keep drinking that red wine and keep talking. <laughs> I know, I know. Should cut me off. Gold. <laughs> um, no, my my gran, um, old mate who told me to use newspaper is Welsh as well. So oh, that's how yeah. I know the accent. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Very friendly chatting people. to Oh, every Welsh person I've ever met. Beautiful people. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The minute that I moved to Wales, like, just I was like, wow, people are so friendly here. I suppose, especially yeah, right. for the UK, whereas like people could be kind of a bit standoffish and like yeah. Wales is just like, just really friendly. But so, but don't Wales get, Wales, don't people from Wales get uh, like the rough end of the stick? Don't like people take the piss out of Wales a little bit? Well... There's the whole like some beds and steroids, like the girls can be like fake tanned and the boys are like rugby players and beef, you know, like beefcakes. Um, ah. So like Love Island. That's just like stereotypical. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I don't right. watch Love Island. Are um, you just uh, more about the um, Housewives of Beverly Hills? Is that more your style? I haven't seen those for ages because I think, I don't know if they've stopped or I, at the end of them, but I've recently watched Love is Blind. Have you seen that? Have heard of it. Haven't seen it. Is it oh, worth watching? Oh, my God. Like, it's like, you know, when you've, you've got your hands over your face and you're, like, watching a car crash. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's so amazing. They, like, propose to, to the, their people after, like, four 45-minute dates like it's a, oh, it's God. amazing of never seeing each other and oh it's just amazing it's amazing tv but then there's one couple <laughs> that you're like they're going to make it they they're soulmates yeah. so like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh goodness do you know amazing. the best description of watching a tv show that is that hiding behind your hands cringeworthy was always watching david brent on the office most cringeworthy character on tv oh yeah yeah, yeah. but you want to love him 
but then you're also just like, oh my God, stop talking. Yeah. Recently, yeah. I've really got into Curb Your Enthusiasm. Do you have that over there? <gasps> um, we've got it on a platform somewhere. I just yeah. have not had a chance to watch it yet, but I know oh. that is my that would be my jam. I've got I've it. I've only got a lot just of got into it. And it's like right Did up it? my street in humor. Yes. Like the character mm. Larry David is just... It's just like everyone would get it. Like it's it's normal things that it's just totally taking the mick out of and it's, it's perfect. Well, so he was one of the creators for Seinfeld or he yeah, was co-creator yeah, yeah. with Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. yeah. And his character, Larry David, that's his actual name as well, that's is very similar him. to who he is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, very similar yeah. to that in real life from what I understand. I think so. Yeah. I've I love never it. really watched Seinfeld. I, I wasn't really a fan <gasps> of it. It was like too... It was like too obvious humor. I don't know. Oh. Like I wasn't into Seinfeld. I, I every time because Sean loves it, and I'm like, that's yeah. not funny. But curb your enthusiasm. I'm all over it. Interesting. All right. What about things like? Um, well, these podcasts always end up talking about TV shows. Um, but what about um, Arrested Development? Uh, I've watched Never a watched few that. episodes, but haven't really got into it. I feel like you've okay. really got to get over like the four episodes till you're in like really yeah. invested in the characters. Yeah, you're right. That is yeah. absolutely what you have to do with that. And Parks and Recreation is another yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, another one. But you've got yeah. to, yeah, you've got it. You got to stick in there for the first sort of half of the first season, and then yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's move back to. Um, uh, growing up, Wales. You moved to Wales for a little while. But I want to go even further back. I don't think I've ever met a triplet until I've met yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So two brother, two brothers? No, brother and a sister. And we're not identical. Right. We're, uh, we're actually IVF um, triplets. Oh, we were, okay. We were like one of the first thousand IVF babies in the UK. Um, no way. Yeah. Which I'm really proud of. I think, is, I think is amazing. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, so also the doctor, which you wouldn't have known probably in Australia, but anyone in the UK would know um, Professor Winston because there's been TV shows like Child of Our Time and other ones that like, like he's just like a national hero in the UK. Um, right. And he's like, he's really distinctive looking as well. He's got like a moustache and whatever. But he was our doctor and we were actually on a tv show like a thousand thank yous after like the first thousand ivf babies or whatever because we were still kind of ivf was still new and it was changing all the time um yeah. but i actually recently was on a plane from la to london and professor winston <laughs> got off of the plane right before me and i was so starstruck oh my God. like i and like anyone else would be like who but like i was so starstruck by him i couldn't even I was like texting my mom going, oh my God, you'll never guess who's in front of me. It's Professor Winston. And she's going, go up and say something, go up and say something. And I couldn't. And yeah. No. I know, I know. I let it pass. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually a bit gobsmacked because like, he was like, can I even say this? This might be offensive. I don't know, but I'll say it and you can tell me if it is. Like he was almost your creator. Obviously, yeah. you know, like he helped I mean, it. Like this is, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What do you think stopped you from going up to him? 
Uh, I'm pretty shy when I don't know people anyway. Um, So it'd take a lot for me to just, when someone doesn't even know me and I don't know them, to just go up to them and say something. Like I'd have to like really get myself up for it. When I know someone, I'm like, you know, chatty and you can't shut me up. But when I don't know someone, I'm really nervous about it. That is the absolute impression that I have always gotten from you, for sure. Yeah. You de- yeah, you hold your close ones close, uh, but you're you're quite a and again, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a more of an introverted character in terms of um yeah, being shy with strangers. Yeah, which I actually put down, I blame for being a triplet because I always had two <laughs> people like beside yeah. me growing up. Like I never I was never on my own doing something new, entering a new group of friends or whatever. My brother was the one who, like, got our friends and then was, like, you know. Your brother got your so, friends and brought them into the into the inner Yeah, I was just, like, <laughs> part, of the, part of the package. I love it. He was the hunter yeah. and gatherer. <laughs> yeah. But but it, you're right. Like, some some people don't get me and then – they think I'm standoffish or stuck up or whatever. People who've then got to know me have kind of been like, oh, this is what my impression of you was. And I was like, oh, no, like that's not how I yeah. feel at all. Or not. But, yeah, no, I can't yeah. help. I try, Do but, you... yeah, it's... So it is in a is. world where you, you are a, a very popular, well-known triathlete, that's that's obviously got to be something that you really struggle with is having that notoriety, notoriety. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like sometimes I'm more shy than others. Like some, I remember the first person that asked a photo uh, with me and I like looked behind me thinking like, oh, who are they talking to? <laughs> like look behind yeah. me. Or if someone, like someone recently in LA came up to me in Whole Foods and and said, she just came up to me, she said, oh, I just want to say, like, I'm a really big fan of yours and whatever. And I just, like, I just kind of, like, froze and was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, didn't say, and then, you know, Sean, Sean next to me is like, why don't you say, like, oh, thanks, and, and you know, talk to, talk to her. And I'm like, oh, God, fuck. Yeah, no, I should have. Like, yeah, right. And it's not, it's just, like, I'm not, it's still, like, new to me and it's still hard for me to, like, try I mean I do try but it's just like it's not natural yeah right myself just kind of like closes in (laughs) yeah right far out so I just because I mean to be quite honest I've I've never really struggled with that so I don't fully understand it I I I thrive being thrown into a room of people I don't know and I love learning about people and uh, yeah but that sounds like that's your worst nightmare I mean, it's not my worst nightmare. Like, if I had someone who I already knew, but, like, if I was to just, like, turn up to a whole new group, I have to, like, psych myself up for that because I don't know. It's just – I think it's more of, like, an insecurity thing than just a shyness kind of thing. It's it's hard to explain it to someone who's, like – totally not like that I guess but <laughs> like it's it's not that I'm like I like I love I love people I love like getting to know people but it's that like first yeah I don't know it's just it's just hard for me 
Yeah. And uh, I can be completely empathetic with that as well. And I don't, there's, there's nothing like we're all, it'd be a very boring world if we were all, you know, a Holly Lawrence or for yeah. all Steph Hansen. So it's, you know, there's no right or wrong. Mm. Um, I like, I just always find it quite fascinating, the psyche behind it. And, um, yeah. and, and like I said before, I picked up on that sort of very, I, I guess I've learned over time, um, particularly meeting you know, people from all over the world is that um, f- first impressions aren't aren't always what they seem, and you yeah, just gotta, I don't know. Like you just got to give people time to. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I so so for example, a few years ago, I was um, uh, you know, I was a bit sick, and uh, the people who knew me really well recognised that my behaviour had changed. Uh, mm. you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I tend to get back to text messages really quickly and do this and do that. And I'm always out there doing stuff, but they yeah. sort of started noticing that things were different and I didn't respond to their message, but instead of them getting cranky with me for not responding, it was more of a, that's, that's not her typical behavior. What's actually happening. So that's, I guess from that experience, I've learned that, uh, you know, not not to judge things straight away and just sort of yeah. watch things evolve. Maybe something's happening with that person or, you know, they're just a different type of person. I guess that's just what I've learned. And I find I love learning about the way that different people handle different situations. Yeah. I, I find it fascinating. Yeah. It's actually quite yeah. funny because um, so Sean, my boyfriend, he's a twin, an identical twin. Stop um, it. And he's, yeah. Um, but he's like quite similar. Like we're both very shy in front of people we don't know, right? And like he's he's more reserved probably than I am. Like when I get to know someone, I'm just like blah blah blah. blah. Whereas he's he's like <laughs> just more reserved, like in general. And like I I I just think I put it down to like we always just like we were never even as a kid just set out into the world and being like you know as your own person in the world just mm. making friends and making you know being confident on your own we were always I was always one of three I wasn't just my own person if that makes any sense no that absolutely makes sense so do you remember that time where I guess you did go off into the world by yourself like yeah was, university was that going to uni yeah, yeah right how, how did that go it was crazy because I remember the whole the whole day we like moved me in and the whole the whole family came up and like we moved me into the apartment, uh, like the dorms or whatever. And I remember as they all got back in the car, and I went to go back into the car, like, oh, fun day, <laughs> like <laughs> closing the door. And there's now we're going home, and it suddenly dawned on me, like, oh no, I'm staying. <laughs> like, oh my god! And I went into my room, and I'd never felt so alone. Like it was just really odd, and obviously that's it, like. 18 yeah that's you know late in life and I remember like turning up to swimming on my own without Luke if my brother if you know going walking across the athletics field when just my brother was away for a day like that was nerve-wracking but it was just like one day or something I had to do it whereas like this was like oh shit I'm on my own at university so it's quite late in life to yeah, yeah, to do that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's how Frankie feels when I drop her at daycare. 
It's true though. It's yeah. true. She's she, yeah. she's so How used to having she? me around. Eighteen months. So yeah, eighteen yeah. years, eighteen months, same same. No, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but but jokes aside, mm. I, I imagine that's probably what's going through her head. She's trying to figure all of that out because she's so used to having me by her side. You're so yeah. used to having your um siblings by your side and then all of a sudden yeah. they're not yeah yeah fascinating where do you sit in the lineup are you um I'm gonna guess your middle child yeah yeah I mean we're <laughs> cesarean so we're all kind of like pulled out but um <laughs> I was I was the middle so yeah you but we were always kind of like even height wise we were kind of like you know I was middle still too but I was, yeah, my sister kind of acted like the younger child and my brother acted, well, I mean, boys kind of later anyway, so he was kind of like the same. Yeah. But he was, you know, rugby wrestling us. And yeah. Yeah, it was just like mayhem as kids, but. Far out. You, you don't have any other siblings outside of your no. the triplets? Right. No, no. Yeah. That's yeah, in, thank that's God. Three's enough. Your... Mate, one is enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were trying uh, for one and they got three. <laughs> how do you reckon that conversation goes when you find out that you've been trying for one and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, surprise, it's like an episode of Friends. Yeah. Well, so they decided to put three embryos in because we've actually got a yeah. picture of us um, as three embryos in a Petri dish um yeah so then you're just like they they bought like a little it's like a luck spoon a welsh lucky spoon or something with three balls in it like hoping you know for three to survive so when all three do they're just over the moon anyway so yeah wait hang yeah. on what's a welsh lucky spoon with three balls uh, yeah. it's it's like a spoon but it's got like balls in the middle of it i i would have to send you a photo to <laughs> it's like a carved out thing but the balls are like stuck into it. It's meant to be lucky, I think. Well, at least I've been okay. told that for all of my life. So <laughs> I shouldn't look it up <laughs> just in case it's bullshit. Also, like I'm a little bit worried about putting spoon three balls into a Google search. Like that no, could, no, I, don't, I'm not too don't, sure. No, <laughs> but I reckon if you put Welsh lucky spoon, you'd get a nearest okay. damn it version of what I have in my head <laughs> I'll do it afterwards please do and please send me a photo mm. of of the spoon no, I don't yeah. need any other photos yeah what are you eating eating I can hear yeah I can oh hear no cranking. sipping wine no okay good great answer good answer <laughs> um okay so the the triplet thing fraternal means so fraternal is different to identical. Is that is fraternal is what you guys are? Yeah. So it's just three separate embryos, not an embryo that's been got split it. into three. Right. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Very interesting. Are you still close to your brother and sister? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were closer growing up. I mean, I was really close to my brother growing up. We were swimming together. Um, right. And my sister went a different route was going gymnastics because we all were kind of put into everything really early on um right. and then like me and my brother went swimming my sister went gymnastics um yeah. and then 
my brother went to one pentathlon, I went to triathlon. Yeah. And then since, um, yeah. But now I'm, yeah, they're just, it's, kind of, it's a different relationship now. And I'm probably closer with my yeah. sister now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just, but, yeah. I think it's one of those things that probably um, ebbs and flows as we get older and yeah, like, our lives totally. change and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And she was kind of burnt out from like competition because we were all kind of competing against each other, like growing mm. up. And then when she had kids, um, we kind of connected more. And now we kind of FaceTime nearly every day. And um, Oh, nice. Yeah. Are they, are they back in the UK? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all super close. They're like within 50 miles of each other. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard being over here. But yeah. ultimately, it's like there's, I couldn't move back home because there's nothing for me there. It's just like, especially where they, they live. Like Swansea, where I lived, was still like 120 miles away, which was a long distance. Yeah. Um, so, like, I feel like it's not much difference being here versus being there yeah. for how much I get to see them. Um, but it's yeah. still hard. It's hard being away, not being able to just go back for the weekend if I wanted to. Yeah, of course. But I've noticed that um, uh, uh, at a couple of races, your brother has done your Instagram while you're racing. No, that's my cousin. Oh, your cousin. He's funny. Yeah. And he's a twin. He's very funny. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is so it like, is there a membership to like twins and triplets? No, there... no. <laughs> but but they're natural identical twins, and that's wow. my mum's sisters. Yeah. Um, wow. But he is he was hilarious. Like he so he wanted to go traveling, and he just booked a trip to. Um, Vietnam knowing I was racing there and yeah. when I was there I was like well come and stay with me and I'd never had that relationship with him at all and I was like oh I don't know how it'll be like I've never really had that like one-on-one -on -one time with him and yeah it was just the best like got to know each other like more than you know just being around family and everything and I mean he was one of the best support crew persons ever because like he doesn't really He's not like in the triathlon world, but he was yes. like, you know, getting up early, getting on the time schedule, like making me a coffee. And like, he was just like so hyped to be there. But he's like, he's not like me that, you know, socially, you know, nervous and shy or whatever. Yeah. Like he, he just kind of like got to know everyone, all the other athletes. They were like, hey, Max. And like, he just fit oh. right in and like. He was, it was just amazing. It was so cool. It's so interesting because I would have sworn that you guys were super, super close just based on he, like, he's obviously very proud of you. Like just the oh, way yeah. that he, it was well, really always, cool. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed really it. We've been really close as families um, and done a lot of stuff like collectively together, but it was the only time we kind of like had that one-on-one -on -one time. And then they all came to Nice as well and then they did like that takeover again um but yeah, yeah like just such a laugh just like amazing people um yeah, yeah really lucky to have them in the family oh yeah so it sounds like your extended family yeah you're all even though you can't always be close in proximity that you're a, you're a close yeah family. yeah yeah we all yeah. stay really tight yeah 
That's cool. Do you go home for Christmas? No, I didn't this year. I mean, it's always a little, it's, it's hard because like training is hard over there over Christmas. And But I went yeah. home after, after Bahrain and kind of had like a little get together as if, that, you know, that's my kind of Christmas. Um, yeah. When I was back. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Like it's, I miss it, but yeah, yeah, it's, I just try and get together when we can and just make the most of it really. Yeah. Are your family close to you where you are? Uh, I don't have any family in Melbourne. Um, I moved to Melbourne from Tassie, which is, it's only like an hour flight um Tasmania but yeah yeah it's yeah. Melbourne yeah is that where Tim Reed's from yes I'm and sure. can work yeah yeah, yeah. yes yeah because it's a small um, it's a really small island right yeah right down the bottom Tasmania. of Australia yeah yep. yeah it's beautiful um stunning a great place but I escaped when I was 21 and yeah I, yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever live there again. Melbourne is definitely yeah. now my home. Um, yeah. But, yeah, my whole family is there and, uh, you know, we're not we're not a super tight family for whatever reason. I'm sure there's plenty that we would uncover if we actually started to, you know, go down that rabbit hole. But yeah. I guess, you know, since having Frankie, um, you know, I like to try and get um, – a bit of a relationship between her and my mum because I know mum really wants to see her grow up. So that's a bit hard uh, yeah. for my mum. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is what it is. We're so happy here in Melbourne. I would never move back to Tassie. And, yeah, yeah like, we, when, you know, when I catch up with my younger brother, we have a laugh, uh, but we just we lead very different lives, yeah. very different. I feel like that's, like, me and my family. Like, I'm the only one that's, like, really into sport, like, so where the sunshine mm. really matters because I want to spend my time outdoors. Yeah. Like, LA yeah. is really health conscious, like, very active mm. people. It's, like, the light by the sea, which, you know, I was in, or the ocean, like, I was in Swansea, but the weather's, like, amazing. And it's just, the, like, more of the lifestyle that I want to yeah. live. And it's, like, it just doesn't mesh with, Yep. you know, where I grew up and back home. So it's just a more of that why, you know, I'm yeah. away. And, so you just make yeah. it work. Totally. And I think yeah. um, like I definitely for us at the, you know, at the moment it's it's hard not having family around when you're raising a child. Uh, like yeah. It just gets harder. But again, we make it work and still I wouldn't, I wouldn't move back just because we had a kid. It just – it's it's not our lifestyle back there. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, it, it it is what it is, and we make those decisions for you know for very good reasons. I was itching mm. to get out of Tasmania, which probably sounds pretty similar to you as well. Like there was stuff yeah. that I wanted to do, and yeah, I just couldn't do in Tassie. Um, yeah. So so yeah, here we are. <laughs> now I want to go back. You're a very competitive person. Obviously, you have to be to be at the top yeah. of the game. <laughs> maybe too competitive sometimes I'm competitive okay. at everything like really yeah like I, I get really frustrated with things that I'm not good at really like I can't just yeah 
But I, I just yeah. like being competitive, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I'm the same. I'm, I'm not a sore loser, but I don't like losing. I, like, I, I, yeah. I'm here to win. I like winning. <laughs> I just, I just, I love yeah. winning. I can be gracious in defeat, but I love winning. Yeah. No, no two ways about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but surely a lot of that has to stem from being a triplet. Surely. Yeah. I mean, there was always, I mean, my brother was like always like, you know, I wasn't really competing against my brother because he was always better than me and everything, but yeah. I still was. But I think like, so that's something that I spoke about, um, which I kind of had a heart attack on stage actually in Malulava oh. when I won 70.3 worlds. Like I don't, I think I just like, like I can't remember anything I said, and I'm like, did did any was any that like, did it make sense? Did I just did I just like verbal like diarrhea? I have no idea what happened. And people came up to me afterwards, like, oh, that was really inspirational. I was like, oh god, I have no idea. Did I fuck up? And like, you know, then I sit down and listen to Tim Reed's speech, and I'm like, fuck, should have said that. Fuck, should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like got his sheet of paper and I just winged it I didn't prepare anything and just whatever but I just talked about you know growing up with my brother and my brother was like the yeah. hot shot athlete like he was what the one that was going to make the Olympics like he was an amazing swimmer um yeah. and I was like always in his shadow and you know I, I was the one who tried really hard but it never paid off and like I was just not at the level like he was and like, I obviously didn't like that growing up, but in the long run, that kind of helped me and um, yeah. because I, I did things more internally for being competitive with myself and just trying to be my best and not just, like, focusing on, like, Olympics or, you know, the other, like, short-term goals or gold medals or whatever it was. So I feel like that's paid off in the long run and got me to where I am now. Um, whereas like if for him, then he has like an injury and whatever. And like, he just like bore a lot of pressure. And I feel like it was a harder road to take, even though like initially, you know, it was upsetting and stuff for me. I'm so glad that it was the way it was. Yeah. Right. Cause that's obviously built you into the athlete you are today. Yeah, and just having a really good work ethic and yeah, not having the early success. Yeah. So yeah. just to um, uh, remind people, uh, the race that you're talking about was actually the 70.3 World Championships. Uh, yeah. And I love that you played it down and just said that race in Malulva. Uh, <laughs> 2000, 2016? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, that's, I think it's fair to say that's when you really burst onto the scene at the yeah. 70.3 World Champs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I won a few races leading up to it, but I was still kind of like um, the underdog. And I remember even being pitched mm-hmm. as one of the five favorites and like to, at, in Malulavar. And I was like, 
I don't, I shouldn't be here. I'm not. And even in the yeah. NBC interview, they, they had to pause the interview. I'm like, Holly, you're going to have to give us something. Because they wanted me <laughs> to say, like, I'm here to win, blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't. I was just saying, I'm going to swim, bike, and run as fast as I can. Like, you know. Um, yeah, right. They were like, you're going to have to give us something. And I was just like, I'm not doing it. And even to the, like, the moody walk they wanted us to do. And I was like, I just can't. I'll give you a cartwheel. And they, no joke, got a, got a slow-mo cartwheel of me, which they played during the footage. And I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> wow. So, okay, so just I, I want to I give the listeners a little bit more perspective as well. So back then um, we had like Heather Wertel, Caroline Steffen, Mel Hauschel. I think it was Heather and Mel on the podium with you, I think. Yeah. Was it Heather and Mel? But yeah. Daniela uh, was there. Danny Reef. Like, yeah. Yeah. She had a, yeah. Yeah. She, she didn't have a great day. Um, no. But, but, but she actually, well, I think she ended up finishing fifth in the end, a sixth, something like that. Yeah. Um, but obviously didn't have the, the dominant Daniela performance that we'd all sort of grown accustomed to. Yeah. Um, but when someone like yourself who, you know, yes, you'd won a few half distance races, uh, but like you say, was still a bit of an underdog, uh, yeah. but you're going up against the likes of your, your Wertel, Steffens, uh, Hauschultz, Reefs, who have got a history of performing really well over the half distance. And then people are pointing a finger at you. Did And, and obviously like you just talked about with the NBC interview that you just, you, you weren't sort of, I guess, pitching yourself against them. Um, but how were you dealing with that pressure? I just didn't feel the pressure. And I think, like, and I, right. I have to remind myself of how I felt then, even with, like, because I had no sponsors. I had nothing. Yeah. I had no one to please but myself. And, like, mm. you realise, like, it's just such... I, I had no idea how things were going to change and I really fucked up the next year because I felt like, fuck, I've got to prove that, you know, I'm not going to be a bad investment to these people. People now believe in me and, like, I just, I kind of crumbled under it for a little bit and felt wow. I had everything to prove because I was just so scared of being a disappointment. Whereas, like, I didn't have any of that before and you just realise, like, wow, that's such... A privilege, you know, I had no sponsors, whatever. And like, um, so like, I just have to remind myself now and get back to that of how I felt then with being accepting of the outcome and just focusing on myself and being proud of my effort. And like, that's, you know, how I've kind of went last year, which, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny how you kind of go through that and things change. Yeah, it's uh, from what I can imagine is, uh, and it's not just in sport. I think we you can see that kind of uh, roller coaster in, in in everything that we do. But a hard lesson to learn, um, and one I guess that if you don't sort of pick up on it, can you can easily keep going sliding down the hill. Yeah, totally. And like I remember in Malulaba seeing other people in the race morning, and they look like you know, they, it looks like a job to them. It look, They look super stressed and they're not enjoying it. And if you see me race morning, I'm like pissing around. Like you would just think I'm not taking it seriously, but that's what I need to do to for it to right. be light and fun and I'm relaxed and enjoying it. 
and like I'll yeah. have a good race like that. And I remember Malulava, like everything was fun. It was all new and I just yeah. was loving being Australian, never been to Australia, like everything, like and racing up until that point, it was just and so I still just keep that now, which yeah. is just like my like grounding point that I try and keep. That's awesome because a lot of people struggle to find what what works for them uh because it doesn't yeah. that that kind of attitude doesn't work for everyone and that's okay no no uh, and, I, and like sean my boyfriend yeah. someone who I, he before a race he used to like get angry to race and i'm the opposite like yeah. i need to be happy and calm and <laughs> yeah, yeah right. so everyone is different but it's you just knowing that what you need to perform at your best and whether that's being quiet and having time on your own or being social or whatever it is yeah yeah so true so as a media rep I can definitely come up to you and have a chat to you in transition oh my god yes everyone and I I say on social media before like give me a hug in the morning like it like positive vibes and everything and yeah, yeah, okay. Because um, I, I never know what to do with athletes. I, like, there's a lot of athletes who I consider, you know, pre- pretty good friends. But I don't know, there's something funny about race day. And I just, I never know <laughs> whether I need to back off or, do you know, like, because also yeah. I'm there to do a job as well. I'm there as media. Yeah. I'm not there as Steph, your mate. So I find yeah. it really hard. I find that line really blurred race morning. Whereas I just want to go up and hug everyone. But I'm like, oh no, some people are, are not cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I'll just make bad jokes at everyone. So like people really know what, you know, I'm just there to like laugh and piss around with. Um, But yeah. Brilliant. And I feel like that's like some people out, like maybe some athletes think I'm doing it to psych them out and I'm just not. It's just. (laughs) It's not an evil plan. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. But I do remember I used to, I used to always say, um, like to my mom, like, oh, even if I come last, like it'll be fine. And I know I'm not going to come last or whatever. Or I'll, or, or I'll say what my goals are to her, which are totally different to my actual goals. To like, yeah, okay. To try and hedge people's, like, to mute people's yeah. expectations. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that's different to what uh, yeah. you would answer to me if I ask you. Because you know, oh, yeah, I'm media, yeah. so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just say I'm just trying to get around. <laughs> oh my god, and then I want to punch you in the face for saying what everyone said. <laughs> I'll never say, I'll just never say, Oh, I'm going for the win. I just sound like I think you just sound like a prize a twat. Like, I just, <laughs> I just don't, I don't think it's nice. And yeah, I mean, everyone wants it's- to win, but. Yeah. Like that's but just no something that you're not it. in control of. No, but everyone says it and I feel like sponsors want you to say it and and yeah. If if someone quotes me as that and like I obviously didn't say that and they've just written what they wanted, right? Yeah, right. Which you're happens never all gonna the time. Say it. Yeah, Do, yeah. Does it really happen? There's media out there misquoting yes. you. Oh my god, wow. all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, right. What's one of the worst misquotes you've heard or read? I mean, it's probably just that. Like, I want to win world yeah, championships. Okay. I think, yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. yeah okay and, and that does that worry you because you don't want people to think that you're arrogant no it doesn't worry me but I just it's just not me I just wouldn't say it so yeah, yeah okay yeah you just don't want people to have yeah have the wrong impression of you which I completely understand yeah for sure I hope we I don't think we've ever misquoted you it's because you no, don't reply no. to emails. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I no, I am really bad at normally at replying to emails. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I always say you know, to people, like, better. if I don't respond, just just try again. Like it's not and just text me. Texting is the is the best way to get a hold of me. Yeah. I look, I'm exactly the same and I I've gotten worse at replying to emails and I've I've yeah. got that many flags against emails. Like, I know, that I many. Know. but then that just becomes like a whole nother folder that, you know, yeah. same thing happens. Yeah. Totally. And then you just do Mark, uh, Mark all red. It's just like, all right, job's done. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> I, so. Yeah, I definitely do. I can't delete them, but I definitely do Mark all red when it gets to a point that I can't, I can't oh, yeah, cope anymore yeah. and I need to get it down to zero yeah Yeah. um hey I wanted to ask you something and this you may not want this on the podcast I don't know because I'm yeah yeah I would love to have the conversation with you International Women's Day in 2019 you put a post up oh yeah 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 so and I saw it and I mean I'm going to paraphrase obviously that you basically like what you know why the fuck do we need a International Women's Day essentially was your point from that post yeah, is that I mean, fair? my my point was i don't like like women being viewed as a charity and yeah. i don't want this like tokenism and like it being like you know i even had guy friends that i train with all the time say hey reach out and say happy international women's day and like yeah, I, right. I just to me it was just it's just weird, this forced kind of day. I would rather it be something like a national equality day or, you know, something. So, you know, I've been misquoted by mm. – and people, you know, I'm not the most eloquent person out there, obviously, and, yeah. you know, I'm misinterpreted and being against, you know, feminism or against um, – you know progressing women or anything and that's like so not so not my message at all like the opposite but I don't yeah. think kind of this like viewing women as charity would help like the whole 50 women to Kona like yeah. I'm against 50 women to Kona but I'm yeah. also against 50 men in Kona I think it should yeah. be super elite and be 2020 I think always equal pay should be the same 50 women to Kona and I've been misquoted on that saying you know just mm. take a snippet of it saying I'm against 50 women to Kona and yes that sounds really sure. bad but yeah that's not my message of being against women I just think you know like we just shouldn't be treated as a charity like rolling out 50 women would look bad but having you know the the last five men in in Kona being overtaken by the women also is bad yeah yeah so, so and this is the this is the problem with social media and having a certain amount of characters to be able to convey your message and so I looked at that and I, I 
to be fair, I don't know you that well, but I think I've kind of gotten to know you a little bit over the years and sort of, you know, figured out a little bit about who, who you are. And yeah. I, the, the way that I, I imagined what you were trying to sort of say was, um, well, exactly what you just said. I, I don't want to feel like a charity. I don't want to, I, I don't want it to be tokenism um, yeah, because yeah. You, you're 100% right. A, a lot of the time, not not all the time, but a lot of the time, that is exactly what it is. And there is a lot of tokenism yeah. when it comes to things like International Women's Day. So I, I do agree with you on that but point of view. But I think it also, it also does women a disservice by having it being treated as a charity. Like we need it, like we're not strong enough to deserve media attention and money and whatever it is that we're fighting for. And I just think that should be a given. That's what should, we should be striving for every day and it not be yeah. this like, charity day of like oh let's just like raise women and we'll post post like all the women in our lives and being like this is a day for you I I just like to me I just hate that yeah whereas you, you want it to be 365 days of the year that that's what should be happening just equality yes hardcore yeah. equality yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. so then, do you also understand why people could see that as um, like a little bit privileged, and in that you don't feel like you need to be raised up because you feel like you are an equal? Uh, and again, yeah, if I'm, totally. like, yeah, yeah, and like so, I read people's comments and I go, yeah, I get it, I get it, and like everyone has like, and it's and it's hard because like it's not really like there's one view or another view. It's just like, it's just one view. It doesn't really fit into, into like two boxes, if that makes any sense. No, I think it, it's, it, um, I'm so glad that you're open to discussing this because I think it's, it's so much more than just one day as we know. Um, but, but recently I've been chatting uh, with athletes and I'm, I'm going to get the terminology wrong and I apologize if I get it wrong because I am learning. Um, yeah. But in like there's um, transgender, there's people who don't um, want to be um, known as male or female or, or he or a she um, because that's not what they identify as. And yeah. so, you know, I'm trying to learn the, the, the language and the terminology around all of that as well and I'm going to get a lot of it wrong along the way. But at the end of the day, it, it's just equality for, for all. Um, yeah. And I think, um, yeah. And International so, Women's Day doesn't even address that. Like, because then are yeah. we going to have, like, I just think, like, scrap International Women's Day and have an equality day. Like, that would be more yeah, fitting okay. to me. Are we checking that everything in life is, that there's no barriers, that there's no you know, discrepancy for the sake of gender or, you know, whatever it yeah. is that's just wrong. And in that, in yeah. my opinion, that is wrong and it is always wrong. Yeah. And this, see, this is what I love about a podcast is that we can have a conversation about it. Whereas the written word and a picture oh, on I Instagram know, I know. can and, be misconstrued. And it, I made it worse. I was insightful. I put my middle <laughs> finger up. <laughs> <laughs> I went like, fuck with International Women's Day. Of course, people are going to see that and be incensed and be like, yeah. you know, talking about women's struggles and stuff. And I'm like, yes, yes, I hear you. And that's not what I was saying. But of course, like, if that's what, 
it said to you and I'm sorry, but like it, it is what it is. You can't, I do. And that's the thing with social media. Like you're everything you say, I don't think there's anything you're going to say that you're not, not going to offend some people. And that can totally paralyze okay. you. And it, and you know, like yeah. how many times I've kind of reread and reread something I say and you think you've, you know, checked it for yeah. anything. You still get criticism. And at this point, yeah. I've learned to be a little kinder on myself and being like, you know what? I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I'm going to be misinterpreted yeah. by some people that don't get me, don't understand me. And I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not the best person at getting my point across either or being eloquent or whatever it is. And people are going to have yeah. to forgive me for that. And if they want to get to know me or whatever, then you know, I can only oh, try yeah. to get my point across or whatever it is. So I, I just, yeah. you know, try and be a little bit more forgiving on that. Yeah. Good on you. It, it, like I, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard, um, uh, space to navigate. That is for sure. And I don't think anyone yeah. has ever got, like you say, <laughs> and I think the, the more well-known you become, um, the oh. the more of like the celebrity you, you become, the greater that percentage is of yeah. the you know that you're going you're going to risk offending people, and that that's just life. But life, like I said at the very start, life would be very very boring if we all thought exactly the same. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And like you're you're just people are just not going to like you, and you have to be okay with that. And that's in the world of social media now. Like I learned that in seventeen when people accused me of doping just because I started no sorry in 16 just before I won um world champs yeah and I got really upset about it and you know it's just like people on slow twitch that didn't know me didn't know who my coach was and you know they're thinking that I'm coached by someone else and it's all just like misinformation or whatever and 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 likewise with social media that you know, 10 comments will be lovely and you'll get one comment that yeah. is just horrible and that, you know, yeah. it's not called for or whatever, you know, even when I was injured, I'll get someone that says, oh, you've put on weight or, you know, something that's just like horrible. And Fuck. you're like, why, why would even someone say that? But, yeah. or, you know, you're riding on Zwift without a helmet and you get three messages from people slamming what? you for not wearing a helmet on Zwift. Yeah. And you're oh. like, it's, virtual training but that's you realize that's the internet and wow people are gonna say shit and you have to just be okay with that far out I mean that in itself is a massive lesson to learn and one that you constantly probably going to be evolving and learning from as well oh yeah 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 for sure oh god I don't know at the end of the day I uh sort of look at all these things and just I don't know. I'm I'm an eternal optimist and always try and see the good in people. And uh, I like I'd prefer to be proved wrong that way than to be a negative person, always you know pointing out negative things or you know making negative comments. Like just I'd prefer to be wrong and be a positive, happy, nice person. Um, yeah. Maybe that's naive, but I'd much prefer to be that way than the other way for sure. Yeah. Any day. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my yeah. goodness! Um, hey, thanks for tackling that question. I wasn't sure whether to yeah, ask yeah. it. I'm like, no, I think I do think you're a pretty open person when you feel comfortable chatting to someone, and I feel like we're you're quite comfortable chatting to me, which is 
I, yeah, I, I no. take it as a, as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'd, I'd rather people ask me than yeah. not. And I'm, you know, I'm confused or whatever. And, and if I, you know, still don't satisfy you or whatever, and we think differently, that's fine. I, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm always really a hundred percent clear that I'm still learning everything and what I believe yep. now with a little bit more life behind me, I may change my beliefs and I'm always realizing, mm. you know, even in a couple of years, you know, past, I'm like, wow, I think so much differently than I did a couple of years ago. So I'm always of course, open to that as well. I'm not just yeah. stuck in my, stuck in yeah. my box. Yeah. Mate, that's evolution for a human, being oh, an athlete or not. Yeah. That's just, yeah. that's how we grow, grow and evolve yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, we've been going for 70 minutes, which is, Jesus. I, I really yeah. appreciate Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I actually have some questions um, from some of our followers. Can I fire some questions at you? Yeah, um, fire away. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go. This is actually from one of my mates um, called Boz. <laughs> Boz? Hey, hey uh, well, his name is Mike Is that on Bosworth. a birth certificate, Boz? Oh, okay. Yes. No. <laughs> no, I was like, wow, Australian names have got really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know his actual name for, I think, the first three years that I, that I knew of him. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I can't call him Mark. It's just too weird. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He and I, I want to. I want to reiterate. He has said, mm-hmm. "How do you keep your eyelashes so full and perfect during racing?" <laughs> okay, well, they're fake. Um, they're <laughs> eyelash extensions. I live in LA, so that's the thing here. But um, I got really blonde eyelashes, and I used to have a waterproof oh. mascara in like every bag I owned because um, I just hated being seen without mascara. Um, and then when I came here, I found eyelash extensions where you get them done every like three to four weeks and they like hold up in the water and everything. They're amazing. And I now never wear mascara. So, ah, okay. So I find that particularly interesting because the last time I wore eyelash extensions was for, I was part of a panel and my I became friends with this um, person who's a makeup artist and she's like, let me, let me do your face. I'm like, all right, cool. I, I don't know how to, so you do it. Yeah. And then, me. yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> like, I, I just don't even wash my face that night. I'm like, oh, I'll just jump in the shower. <laughs> and stay yeah. So she, I, I texted her the next morning and I, something had happened. I was like, oh, I'm just about to rip the eyelashes off. And she's <gasps> like, no, 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 you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Like suddenly I'm like, oh. <laughs> like no, yeah, they're so, like glued on, like they'll just fall out naturally. Yeah, didn't didn't know that. Yeah. So and but you lucky did I did you? Well, no, I pulled out a couple and I was like, that that actually hurts <gasps> a little bit. And then and it took um, out your real eyelashes because they're yeah. they're like so they're like fake eyelashes that are stuck on. I mean, it sounds gross. I mean, it is really oh, um, whatever. You know, like what we do for that, and it's my only thing that I just feel like. It just, and you know, you've got photographers or whatever at races, and yeah, but yeah. totally like sometimes I legit can't see in the water with my goggles, um, <laughs> and I'm 100% okay with that. <laughs> I love it. Are you still with Roka? You, 
No. Are you with? Yeah, I have oh, been shit. for a couple of years. Yeah. With who? Tia. T Y R. Oh, Tia. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, um, it's the reason I thought is because I was looking back at old photos that I've taken of you oh, that I was yeah. going to use, and that was all from oh, like sunny yeah. coast. No, that's a no-no. Yeah. 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 So I need to get an updated photo of you. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to uh, some extended um, goggles from the tear line to, to help with eyelash <laughs> extensions. Yeah. Like, they'll be yeah. like out, you know, three inches from your face, just so that you can <laughs> no, see. No, they're not that long, but sometimes they do like tap the edge, yeah. But I'd be fucked <laughs> as well if my visor fell off because they'd be flapping in the wind on the bike. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Um, okay, well, let's keep going down the line of equipment choice. The bathers, you're like one of the only one, I think, yeah. pretty much left in the world over the half distance yeah. in the bathers. Or swimmers. What do you call them? Togs. No, is that Australian? Uh, just a swimsuit. Swimsuit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Talk me through the decision-making process with that. Yeah. So the first time – so I used to wear a swimsuit um, in ITU. Um, yeah. And I just – like, it's more accepted there anyway. And I prefer yeah. not having wet legs. Okay. Like, because I feel like when your tri-suit, like, with legs – it like takes more time to dry whether your skin dries quicker and I also don't like having like that short line like right across your hamstring and your quad like I just prefer my leg being free so okay I just like feel it feels better to me and I also get like some like hamstring numbness or whatever when I wear shorts sometimes so it just I just prefer not having anything there so that's why like okay even like cycling shorts, I wear like pretty short, like I like hype them up. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Free the yeah. thighs, free the quads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that question was actually from uh, your uh, American mother, Jordan Blanco. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> she actually said, are you going to be wearing a bathing suit when you do your first Ironman? Yeah, see, I don't know. I mean, it, it might be what <laughs> – like trying it and then you live to regret it but I don't know like I I feel like there's there's no real downside to wearing a swimsuit versus a leg suit yeah really I feel like I got cut up more with a leg suit than a swimsuit but I don't know I feel like just I I don't really get what an Ironman is going to be all about at all because it just I can't even get it through my head so yeah. I feel like and, it's going to be something I have to suck and see, really. And when will we be seeing you do that? <laughs> well, so I had said that I was going to do St. George, and that was kind of the plan, mm. but now with this this virus that's going around <laughs> fucking all the plans <laughs> up, um, I don't know <laughs> when that will be. Um, I don't know. So they haven't made a call yet on St. George and um, – but likely yeah. that's going to get, that's you know, that's first week of May, that's yeah. going to get hit. Um, so whether it'll be postponed or not. So I don't know. We'll see. But Stand by. Stand but it was by. Stand be, by. Yeah. So St. George was only going to be like to try an Ironman. It wasn't going to be like I'm doing Ironman now. It was like I'm still right. training for 70.3, but I'm just going to try an Ironman on my terms okay. and just like just see how it goes and if I like it. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, I look forward to you trying your first Ironman. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm just very curious. Very curious. Okay. All right. It sounds horrible. And I can't imagine exercising oh, for is. nine hours straight on my yeah, own it's without talking to anybody. No, mate, I'll be there. I'll make sure I come up to you on the motorbike and we have a chat. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll go back to someone else or go ahead to someone else. I'm not too sure where you'll be in the field as yet. <laughs> yeah. um, early in the bike, I imagine you'll be up near the front. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, this is from, it's on Instagram and the name is JS, I'm not, J-S-R-E-E-D-H-A-R. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, do you reckon that's like J.S. Reedhar? I don't know. Oh, no idea. Um, they have said, what percentage of your wardrobe is black? <gasps> and they laughed. Oh, like 100%. Like, and it's really oh. hard to find the clothes that you want because it, it's all black. Like you can't, like it's just, like you keep going past it because you can't, like it all like merges oh, gotcha. into each other. <laughs> You know, in the in the like in the drawer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got it. I just love yeah, right. black. I know this sounds really weird, and it sounds like, oh, am I a goth or something? But no, I just I get bored of colors. Like even if I paint my nails a color, I'll like it for a couple of days, and I'm like, oh, I don't like it anymore. Yeah. I want to go back to black. Uh, it, so okay, so that was another one of our questions from Soft Savage. What's the story behind the dark nails? Is there an inner darkness? Oh. <coughs> I don't know. I just really like it. Yeah. That's <coughs> I like, oh, you got Corona's corona? got me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just thinking about, no, I just put my AC on earlier. I think that's what it is. Uh, <coughs> oh, God, I've been hit. I'm, I'm wearing the aura ring, so I'll know if my body temperature spikes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I like black clothing as well, which most people find bizarre because I'm – quite a loud out there person but I like my clothing to be black you let your know. personality shine through that's what it is that's right yeah <coughs> the yeah. black clothing is a platform for my personality I like it we'll go with that yeah um yeah. I've got two more questions and then I'll let you go sorry this is taking so long um no, no. how how does the your coaching work one coach or three separate ones because I know well I'm pretty sure it's changed over the years yeah. 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 So, so where are we um, at now? I have one coach now. <coughs> right. Um, I, I used to have a cycling coach and then Sean was doing my running and then swimming. I kind of took care of. <coughs> Guys, I just got tickled in my throat. <coughs> um, right. We can pause for a sec. <coughs> God, I'm actually worried now. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, so, so yeah, now I just have one coach, uh, but I used to have a cycling coach. Um, Sean was doing my running um, and I was kind of taking care of the swimming, but it's just been easier just having one coach, um, yeah. you know, taking care of everything. And we just really get along and he's been, you know, a really good influence on me. And um, he's like a really science guy, but also the other side as well so um yeah, yeah it's been a good fit <coughs> gosh <coughs> sorry no no you're okay <coughs> right. yeah 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 okay 
final question. Yeah, by... I, like I have to get off soon before I have another coughing fit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is by Cree dot smacky chris mackie maybe i don't know um what would your dream career be if you weren't a triathlete oh i mean it would be doing something that i could just make a ton of money so i could just do triathlon for fun in my spare time (laughs) great brilliant answer (laughs) Mm. yep i hear i absolutely hear you um Thank you so, so much. That was, that's 80 minutes worth of podcasting. I think that might be a record for our longest one yet. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, possibly not just your fault. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome getting to know you a little bit better. Um, yeah. And yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time. Um, although time is what we've got at the moment with no oh, races going on. All the time. I'm going to schedule another <laughs> podcast for tomorrow evening. With me, let's just let's oh, still podcast well, a day. It around. Yeah, no, they'll be like, get off. We don't want to hear you anymore. <laughs> um, thank you so 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 much. Um, and obviously at the moment, just stay healthy, look after yourself and your yeah, and your, uh, your, your loved ones. Thank you. Um, yeah, and we hope to see you and everyone else on a start line reasonably yeah, soon. Sometime soon. Sometime yes. this year. Let's hope for that. Yes. It will, yeah. it will all return to, to – imagine like in a year or so when we're all like, oh, my God, do you remember that time? It was We'll crazy. all be laughing. We'll all be laughing. Yeah. Every night I go, I'm like, this is like out of a movie. And yeah. I'm like, we're, we're going to think back. Of, do you remember the coronavirus when we were all supposed yeah. to be like six feet apart? And we'll just laugh about it. Yeah. And then yeah. we're all like play the coronavirus game. We're like, let's actually see what it's like to be six feet apart from each other again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dude, thank you so much. Um, Very insightful, fantastic, funny, loved it. Thank you very, very much. No, thank you.